0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Joypad Podcast. Nailed it again, as usual. I am one of your hosts, Mr. Michael Fleming. With me, as always, are Mr. Michael Pinto, Tom, and Megan, here for another wonderful episode. Actually, I think it's a pretty tired episode. Tom was saying he's tired. I'm pretty tired. Pinto, you said you're tired. And Megan, I'm just going to assume you're tired, too. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, uh, enough about our exhaustion. Other than being tired, everyone, Megan, let's start with you. How are you doing? What are you drinking tonight, and what are you playing?
1: Oh boy, Uh, I'm doing great on this Thump Day evening. Uh, Tomorrow is Friday, and then that leads to a three-day weekend for me. Uh, I'm pretty excited about that. As far as my beverage of choice tonight, I have uh, some Wegmans ginger seltzer. Uh, No leaf water, and uh, I, I drank all the chocolate milk, so that's out. As far as games still going through Fallout 76, that's all I've really been playing um, I do have a desire to jump back into Skyrim, but I think I'm going to hold off for now and uh, just see where Fallout takes me. But uh, that's about it for me. Kind of boring for games this week. Yeah, I'll take it. Uh, Tom, how are you? What are you drinking? What are you playing?
2: Well, we're uh, starting a little bit. Well, we're not even really starting a little bit later, but I've already finished my Bang Blue Raz energy drink <laughs> just because <laughs> I've had uh, a pretty busy week uh, I was left as the captain of my own team all week which is a little bit crazy so yeah you can tell I just blanked out of existence because that's how things are right now <laughs> I have been playing a lot of Littlewood and uh, I-, I still love it um i feel like I've gotten pretty far in the game. Uh, Believe it or not, I've actually already logged over 40 hours in it because it's what I do when uh, I just have like a free zombie moment and I don't have to think too much, but I still love it. still great. I've also just recently started playing Valkyria Chronicles again. So there was a big Steam sale this weekend. Uh, I bought up a bunch of games that were on sale that I already had on my wish list. I do have Valkyria Chronicles in Valkyria Chronicles and Valkyria Chronicles 4 on my PS4 but I don't really boot that up all that often and when I do I feel like it suffers from some slowness and it's also a game that uses kind of a reticle to aim and and shoot stuff uh even though it's more of a strategy RPG on the surface level. With that kind of game I really like using a mouse or a keyboard and mouse more and it really does translate better uh, in that environment playing it on the PC. I would endorse getting Valkyrie Chronicles on the PC and I feel like it's working out really well there. It's a great game. Very kind of like World War II-ish backdrop. I love the strategy RPG elements as well as the kind of mix-in of the FPS elements. Fleming, I feel like it's a game you would really like. Sounds good. Yeah, I mean, the only rule of detractors, it's a little bit more of an anime kind of style story, which I'm not that big on, but it doesn't kill it or anything i
0: mean i loved um valiant hearts which i mentioned i think last week even but i just i picked it up again because it was very cheap on the steam sale and i know tom you picked it up it's under two dollars right uh it may have been like five ten bucks tops it was somewhere below ten dollars i'm sure but it uh is a cartoon version if you will of a world war one you know storyline and i loved it you know it put me in the place i wanted to be and it was a fun game and it had a really emotional story to it so i'm not against that i definitely would check that game out if it's uh If it's a recommendation from you and reasonable price and stuff like that so
2: yeah it was under ten dollars it's on steam sale right now for i can double check right now uh six dollars and 79 cents oh that's a purchase and uh valkyrie chronicles 4 i think is under 15 dollars right now also on sale i've really been making a lot of the steam summer sale just because i had some games that were discounted that were on my list and there were some other ones i kind of saw just flipping through the discovery queue which super hit or miss i don't know if you guys have used
0: that i have
1: yeah Yeah, i've
2: done a lot of them it throws a lot of porn games at you
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah it does (laughs) you can
0: you can turn that off from my understanding with mature content but then you uh you start to lose some of the mature non-porn games like you start to see more you know adult games that are like very bloody games and stuff like that start to disappear and that's not necessarily what I'm looking for it to do.
2: Yeah, I, I don't want to get rid of the cool games, but I just I don't
0: know. And I think they're
2: funny when I see them. They always make me laugh. So you know, I don't I don't mind. Because
0: they them. all look the exact same. <laughs> and then there's like the really crappy, cheap ones that are like. Uh, Practice this guy's for $2. It's like, no, I don't want to do that. But that's what it looks like.
2: Coming this December, practice this guy's for $2 and I Am Jesus Christ, both in the same month.
1: What a bundle.
0: Exactly. That's what I was like. I'm
1: just like, what the hell?
2: Uh, yeah, I find that funny too. Outside of that, I just want to run through a couple of the games that I bought because I think some people might appreciate this. So. Uh, Into the Breach, which is by the same people that made FTL, Uh, looks super cool. Good game. Have you played it, Pinto? Oh, I've vlogged a ton of hours into that, mostly because I loved FTL. Yeah. Yeah, I want to support these guys. You know, I'm actually surprised at myself that I haven't gotten FTL. Um, I watched a little bit of preview of it. It seems probably a little too fast paced for me, but I love the Star Trekiness of it because I have become a Trekkie in my old age.
3: Yeah, it's it's also a very difficult game. Like, it's really hard. I play it only on easy
2: mode and I beat it maybe like 5% of the time. Dang. As you know, Tom likes the easy games, so (laughs) I'll probably still get it at some point though. I got Metro Exodus. That was on a good sale uh, as well. I've heard a lot of good things about that. Never had a chance to play it.
1: I've been playing that off and on. That's the one where they talk a lot, and I wish they would stop.
2: (laughs) You have mentioned that before, Megan, haven't you, (laughs) where they just keep rambling about shit,
1: right? (laughs) I'm that person in life that is too polite to walk away from a conversation, and that apparently also uh, goes over into video games, where they just keep going, and I'm like, all right, bye, and they keep talking, and I try to leave, and I can't. That
2: happens to me To very much so in both situations so I I appreciate that criticism because it'll probably get over to me but it was it was very cheap and it was for the uh, gold edition so very cool oh nice I bought two games that are like Mars colonization simulators Uh, one is called Per Aspera which seemed pretty cool and then the other one I think is just called Surviving Mars which is a paradox game so both are about kind of colonizing Mars and Seems super neat to me. Uh, Satisfactory, which is still in early development, but it's about building up uh, your factory space and stuff like that. And Fleming, I bought one of your recommendations, which was Scrap Mechanic,
0: if I remember properly. Oh, and Megan got that too, right?
1: Yeah
2: yeah that's on real good sale right now uh it's 33 percent off a 20 dollar game so it's down to like 14 bucks pretty cool
0: yeah you should definitely it's like um very similar to like legos for adults almost a minecraft kind of game you'll like it i think if you want to play together it is multiplayer so oh nice oh that's that's even better i wasn't sure yeah i'm pretty sure
2: you can play it together
1: mm-hmm, you can
2: awesome yeah we should try that I didn't mean to ramble this much just about my purchases. <laughs> Hopefully I didn't go too long with it. But
1: Well,
0: before you move on, for our YouTube people, I just want to say that your cat behind you is adorable. <laughs>
1: The baby
0: he he rolled over and just like opened up his legs for a second it was just like a sleeping it was adorable so i just wanted to point that out for our youtube people and if you're not watching on youtube consider checking out there you can see a cat it's awesome
2: yeah i don't know uh if you can see but he's covering his face right now which is kind of the pinnacle of awe in this house Yeah. <laughs> um shoot i had one more thing i was gonna say there oh um i did want to just say uh quickly on the podcast i have received a couple gaming gifts from our friend dave thank you dave i am hopefully going to have some time to check out some of these games i don't know when work has been crazy but i appreciate it and thanks for um sending those gifts so with that pinto i will pass it on to you what are you drinking how are you doing what games if any have you been playing recently
3: well first i'd like to um apologize to our listeners for being m.i.a
2: Which leads into your question
3: of how are you doing, and the answer is, uh, shitty. Yeah, I've just been working, like, an insane amount of hours lately. Gaming-wise, I haven't had time for too much, but because I get to talk about what I've been playing for the past three weeks, because I haven't been on the podcast, I've been playing some Chrono Trigger, and I've also been playing some Breath of Fire 1. Hell yeah. I'm back on those uh, Super Nintendo RPGs, it seems. The old RPG train. I also started playing Resident Evil 5 on my PC because that's a good, just like, mindless game that you can play where you can just be violent and blast the crap out of not-zombies. They're not-zombies. I forget what they call them in this game. Not-zombies. <laughs> yeah. You know. Is
1: it the, the Plagas or whatever?
3: yeah. Ouroboros, that's it.
1: That's it, yeah. And watermelon arms.
3: Uh, and I've also been playing a phone game, which we briefly touched on before we started recording. I found a game that is called The Sign, and it's a paranormal story-driven game where they, they kind of ape off the ring And they make mention of that. It's like, you know, ooh, spooky video, you watch it, you have seven days to live, but you're, like, trying to solve the mystery and all that. And I'm actually pretty into it. The characters are well-written, and they manage to, like, make your phone spooky, which is kind of fun and interesting. Like, uh, the graphics will warp, and pictures will change, and things like that. It's pretty cool. It's free, and obviously there's in-game purchases, I bought something for like 10 bucks so I could support the developers and have infinite lives for the puzzle aspect of the game. That way I don't have to worry about the in-game currency at all. 10 bucks is
2: fine. That's a that's a good deal.
3: Yeah, I found that to be reasonable. You know, 10 bucks support the developers cuz the game's free to download. We haven't done any social gaming because we're all busy adults
2: and everything sucks. I can I just say I hate being a busy adult?
1: Yeah, it's the worst. I like
2: having money, but then I don't have any time to use the money, and that's not fun.
3: Yeah, Tom, that's the big problem with the Steam Summer Sale in a nutshell. How many games did you buy,
2: and when are you going to get to play them? Yeah, I feel like I bought like 10 games, and by this time next year, I will have maybe played two of them. And not even to completion. Yeah. Then
3: you'll buy 10 to 20 more games uh, on the next Steam Summer Sale, not including the games you will buy between now and then. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're, you're not wrong, it's... it's. I know, I know, and it's just like, you know, we've done a whole episode on having a gaming backlog, and it's, it's just gonna grow.
1: Always. Yeah.
2: I, I don't know, I, I can't completely blame it just on being an adult, because I do have 230 hours in Crusader Kings 3, so... Something about my brain. Yeah, but you're also deciding where you want to devote your attention to. I I feel like the older you get, the more crotchety you get about learning a new game. At least for me. Oh, I've definitely experienced
0: that. I think there's a routine that you get into right? It's yeah. so like there's a routine that you get into to just start playing that game until you, you're like, I don't want to play it anymore.
3: Yeah. I, what games did I mention? I mentioned no new games. They're all games I've played before. Megan's like, I want to play Skyrim again, which they've released like 80 times yep. in the past
1: 10 years. And she's, did you buy it for the PS5? No, no, I don't even think there's a PS5 version. Give it time. I,
2: I admit I also considered buying and playing Skyrim this last week because I was looking for that sort of I don't know, like, that sort of game where you're just yeah. a little bit more open-worldy, do whatever.
0: We talked about it last week, too, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. So that was probably why we did. it was on your mind as well. Yeah. <laughs>
3: and then I'd also like to take Tom's last statement verbatim and thank Dave for the games that uh, I've received. But I also don't know when I'm going to get to play them <laughs> because, like... Guys, this is the first time I've been awake since 8 o'clock on a Thursday night or not working in, like, a month, so... Yeah. Anyways, I'm gonna stop there because I'm depressing myself with talking about (laughs) how busy and sad my life is simultaneously. So, Mr. Fleming, as our topic boy tonight, uh, what are you Mm -hmm. drinking how are you feeling? What have you been playing? And tell us what we're going to discuss. And then I'll steal the topic from you and talk I, for another 10 minutes or so.
0: I expected that. I am doing okay. As I mentioned at the start of it, I think we're all feeling a little bit, you know, tired from work and other responsibilities. Uh, I think it's the time of the year too, right? So for me, I know right as you're getting into like July 4th to like September 4th, Fifth or whenever Labor Day will be. That's like the big downtime. So they try to like rush things to get ready because then you're gonna have people on vacation. So it's been a big rush to get done whatever we needed to. And my new job has been quite hectic. I've been writing multiple reports a day and just very, very busy. So to that point, I am drinking a Coca-Cola cherry coke drink. It is not sponsored, but if it was sponsored. Oh, we, we'd be having a good podcast, wouldn't we? Coca-Cola, back that money truck up. <laughs> Daddy's got more
2: games he wants to buy on Steam. Summer sale and not play.
0: <laughs> exactly. But uh, yeah, so beyond that, though, I have actually played a new game and I've actually been a new game because I had a little bit of time Ooh. this weekend and it was a short Ooh. game. Achievement unlocked.
1: Who are you?
0: I am a man that completes the games he buys, (laughs) as I have always been. (laughs) But the game that I bought was Ace Combat 7. It's been on my wish list since before it came out, and I've really wanted to play it because I've said before, I love flying games, and I love... I played a different Ace Combat before, and I was like, I'm going to play this one, too, and try it out. Quick review for anyone that hasn't played it. It is a fighter game, usually against two, like, large countries. Your country usually gets invaded, and then you fight back, at least in the ones that I've played. And, you know, you often have, like, a rival that you play uh, against in multiple uh, levels, and then you ultimately save the world um, as a fighter pilot, which is awesome. But... I was not super impressed with this game from a storyline. I don't know if you guys have, have played any Ace Combat, but this, or this one is Combat 7 in particular. They don't focus too much on the story. <laughs> so I will, I will admit that I've only played this one and I think Ace Combat 4. So I'm going back to being like a pretty young kid.
2: I think that's the last one I played.
0: And it, This story just didn't make very good sense (laughs) compared to the one before. The one before was very like from told from the perspective of like someone who's not in the battles, but he's just watching the main uh, fighter who was at the time, it was like Mobius one, I think was his name. Uh, This time you actually had a story, but then like, I couldn't really keep up with it. It, Like you said, Tom, it doesn't focus super well on it, but it was a little bit weird. And then like, it just sometimes didn't make complete sense. And then like the game like completely turned on his head at one point and just like, it was really weird. I liked the flying of it, and overall battle was fine. But there was no there was no good battle where like it was like tons of stuff. I felt like even the battles that were big battles were still pretty small compared to again Ace Combat Four, and that leads right into our topic. So like I said, played Ace Combat Seven. And it was like ah, oh, I wonder if they have Ace Combat Four on Steam. I really want to play it, and they don't. So if you apparently if you pre ordered it, it was actually ported I think into like PS Four probably five or something like that
1: i think it was the four
0: okay thank you what i'm essentially getting to is that lead like leads to the topic of there are game ports like i'm not the person who's going to buy every console we've talked about that plenty of times i'd love to just have ports and there's certain games that i've wanted to play that are not ported so why do you think games uh get ported or don't get ported what games do you think you want to see ported that um you know have not been so far yeah just let's talk about game ports and what you like about it and what you don't and what you're missing out on and go. Why do they port games? That fat stack, bro.
2: <laughs> Low effort.
0: Yeah, I hate the ports that are like super just they don't work very well. So I know people uh, really do not like Chrono Trigger for Steam
3: or on the PlayStation one. Oh, even. really? That was my first experience playing Chrono Trigger. Yep. it came bundled with Final Fantasy four. Yep. Or Final Fantasy 2. Uh, 5. No, it was 5, wasn't it? 5 and 6 came bundled together. That was Final Fantasy Anthology. Oh my god. And Final Fantasy Chronicle was Chrono Trigger and uh, Final Fantasy 4. You're right. I bet. So, the big problem with those ports was the load times were just astronomical. Even for, like, PS1 era, it was faster on the Super Nintendo, which is weird. Mm -hmm. How? Yeah, also the translations weren't great. I don't know if they were different from the original Super Nintendo translation. I, I can't be sure of that, but I, yeah, those ports were just not good. And the, Square kind of has a history with that. Um, The current ports that they have on Steam right now, Final Fantasy 5 and 6 at least, are the ones that I believe were released for mobile. Yeah. Ugh. They're not good. They're not good. They're actually going to delist those very soon as uh they recently announced the I I can't remember what it's called. The Pixel Remaster?
2: Pixel Perfect Remaster, yeah. Yeah. Those but see, those at least look good. I don't know I don't know how they look. You know? I don't know how they look though. Cause they just put out like Oh really? Like little tiny images in a video that you could barely see what's going on.
1: Yeah. Oh. It's impossible.
2: Like, it looks so similar to how the game was before, and they want to charge you $20 to buy, like, Final Fantasy VI. Final Fantasy VI has been out since, like, what, like, 1995? Like... <laughs> let's let's go back to how we started this conversation.
3: Why do they release ports? Money. fat <laughs> stacks.
2: I, I, I am very with you there. I just... I... I... <sighs> I don't like the low effort of that port because I feel like there's a lot of opportunity with you know the machinations of the port to do the work to make it better. And I don't feel like Final Fantasy VI needs a whole lot of bettering. Maybe it'll have a nice kind of like speed up function kind of like how we've seen in Final Fantasy Seven, VII, Eight, all that kind of stuff when they've gone back and reissued those six and five and all those are well overdue for the real kind of cosmetic makeup makeover that happened in the four 3d remaster that happened on the ds so if you're going to do something like that
0: bring it up i don't mind them though like so let's take final fantasy 6 right i would not mind them putting out i'll describe it as low effort because that's the way you did tom but like if they could just make it work so and charge a very reasonable price say ten dollars you get to play the game originally, but you get to play it on Steam or you get to play it on, you know, Switch or whatever the case might be. That to me is fine. It's just like when they try to charge you thirty, forty dollars, even twenty dollars, depending on how much effort they put in. I'm kind of like, well, okay, but like, is it worth that much for a low effort just making it function on that operating system or whatever the heck you know they have to do? I'm not a developer by any means. So, like, that's just my thing.
2: I, I don't know where the bar is on that sort of thing. Again, it's hard to tell how much work was really done on, like, those Pixel remasters at this point. But, hey, maybe it'll be really worth it. But to me, $18 for a game that I have had on multiple formats in my closet, you know, in my gaming systems for the last 20 years, I'm not going to pay 18 bucks or something I can get on an emulator for nothing, you know? I, that's just me
0: so and that's like where I feel well, the emulator aside so to the point of paying that money what I feel bad for people that are younger who like have heard like oh I remember the day Final Fantasy 6 came out or Final Fantasy 7 came out and it was such a great game now most of the ports for seven are pretty good actually the ones at least I've tried but you know the idea of like being told oh this game was amazing you got to try it out and then it just doesn't work very well. That, like Chrono Trigger, for example, you know, from Steam I've heard is not good. And if you're like the kid that like wants to play it, maybe your your impression of the game is worse just because of a bad port. So that's kind of where I focus a lot of my complaint around them. It's like, why do they have to suck this bad? Can't you just make them, make them at least function even if you're not going to improve anything else?
1: I, I had that kind of experience with Shenmue 1 and 2 when they were re... Publishing it uh, with Shinmu three coming out, it's one of my favorite game series ever. But they were, you know, porting it from the Dreamcast and the Xbox to PlayStation Four and and the new generation of Microsoft consoles. Originally, that game had a terrible battle system. The camera angles were terrible. The commands weren't great. It wasn't super responsive. And they literally just took the exact same game and made it playable on you know, last-gen consoles. Like, to the point where you would go into the menu to look at controls or the save option, and it had the Sega Dreamcast controller icon. Oh, no. And the Sega Dreamcast memory card. Um, as like the icons for save if
2: you don't have your Sega controller and memory card you can't play the game and save it
1: <laughs> how do I save it on my PlayStation 4 I don't have that but like that I think I was really let down I-, I was hoping that maybe they would do something to change some aspects of the game but it was just like the same thing just ported over
0: yeah I haven't played too many ports like I said, I played Final Fantasy Nine, Maybe I opened 7, but I definitely played 9 on the Switch, and that was pretty good. Um, I didn't find any big problems. I think they changed a few small things, but that was from a, a remake, like some kind of remaster they did previously. And the other one that I had a really great experience with was Final Fantasy Tactics on my phone. I was actually very surprised. That was using, I think, Nintendo DS's War of the Lion version. Was it on DS?
2: That was PSP version. Yeah.
0: PSP. Okay, I knew it was something like that. Thanks.
2: It did. It did translate nicely. Yeah, yeah. that
0: worked really well. I was really impressed with that. And like... it's
2: surprising how well those tactical grid-based games mm-hmm. translate. Because I had the same experience with playing XCOM on like an iPad. Oh yeah. Like it. It just it works nicely um, with the tap gestures to move and stuff.
0: Yeah, and. So I, I was really impressed by it. And I think I... Like, I don't know what it is right now if I were to pull it up. It might be like even at like $15 from the Google Play Store or something like that. But I think I got it on some kind of Google Play sale or something going on. I think I got it for like $7 maybe. And it's totally worth it, especially if you've never played it. It's probably even worth the 15 if you've never played Tactics. But I know that was awesome. And then I have it on my phone, which is great. I can play it whenever I want.
2: It's funny because I would say that there's an advantage or like I'll I'll give the leeway to the mobile purchase right because you're paying to have the convenience of it on your device that you can take with you wherever you go because you're always going to have that to me that's saying i'm not going to have a playstation everywhere i am and i want to be able to play this game and i can and cool i can't do that without a computer or anything else if i want to play final fantasy 6 maybe it i still don't feel like i'd pay 18 dollars for that but For Tactics, which is arguably more valuable to me because it's a PlayStation 1 game, it has more replayability to me and it was just later developed than 6. I love having that in my pocket. I haven't gone back to it a whole ton recently, but it's just kind of a great game to be able to pull out and go fight monsters and level up your guys. Fire Emblem is kind of the same thing for me, but that's really only on uh, Switch at this point.
0: Yeah, to, to that point, though, Tom, to transition to the other question that I had was, what ports are we missing that you guys have wanted to see on uh, whatever, you know, like if there's if something on the Switch and you want to see it on your phone or on Steam Store or whatever, you know, what other games are we missing?
2: I would kill to have so many of the games that are out on Switch or, you know, even PlayStation and and Game Boy old generations be on the phone. And I don't feel like there's like the excuses for that are starting to run out because phone technology is rapidly kind of catching up with where gaming technology is. Uh, I think that's probably going to be the future. And I think the only reason that it hasn't happened as much is because they try to capitalize on the freemium aspect of a lot of phone games and a lot of game developers are in that space. And if you have access to a pay-once-play-forever kind of game library on there, that might run down that other side of the business. But I would love to be able to have, like... I have XCOM on my iPad if I could make that work on my phone, and I'm sure I could buy it. That would be awesome. I think they released Knights of the Old Republic on the they phone uh. systems, too. Yeah, you can play the original Knights of the Old Republic on your phone. Well,
3: yeah, I mean, you shouldn't be that surprised. I mean, that game's, like... Almost 20 years old now. Is it really? The first nights? 2001? Not that old. I may 15. I exaggerate a little. Okay. But I would easily say 15 years old.
1: Guys, we're old.
0: I know. that. not that game more, like, controller-based? So you're connecting a controller to your phone to do that? To play that game? I'm
2: not sure. Sh- Sure. So some games, when you have a when you have a phone port, they kind of build in like a little bit of an emulated controller yeah. on the side where mm-hmm. you can slide around like a D pad. Mm-hmm. So I yeah, I haven't played it myself, but I think that's a great idea, especially for a game like that where it's more turn based. Yeah. Okay. I think you'd have more trouble with like a shooter or anything like that because I don't, I don't even know how they have like a PUBG mobile and stuff like that. I cannot imagine trying to do that with my with my fingers on a, a phone.
0: And they have Fortnite too,
1: right? There are like. Controllers you can get where they like attach to the sides of your phone so you have, you know, like a horizontal view. Yeah. Or even like Xbox is doing their whole play anywhere where you can get uh, a device that connects to your phone where you can stream a majority of your Xbox games. So that's
2: still, I don't know. The bringing a controller to add on to it just seems too bulky because again yeah. to me, a phone game is about like we're getting way too much into phone games now, <laughs> but um, just being able to have something in your pocket that you can just throw out when you have a second and right. and be able to fiddle on the go. But I think you know like think of a game like Super Mario RPG. You could definitely play that on a phone game. Mm-hmm. I think most of the Super Nintendo library, I don't understand why Nintendo doesn't just sell it out there on phones. I, I would do that yesterday. Last I checked, there was only, like, one mobile Mario game that you could get on a phone. And it's a strange kind of, like, Mario auto-runs game.
1: Oh, was that, like, the Flappy Bird kind of concept, Mario?
2: Yep, you got it. I can't
3: remember what it's called, but I know what you're talking about.
2: But, I mean, wouldn't you guys love it if you just play, like, Mario 3 on your phone? Yeah. I mean, that's basically what we did in math class, like, all of high school. Everyone had a Mario emulator on their
0: calculator. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I played that one. But yeah, I agree. I think those kind of 2D games would do very well.
3: And I think you could push it to the next generation. PlayStation One games can run on your phone. That's you can play Final Fantasy VII on your phone. Mm -hmm. Why? Why aren't we getting all? You know, obviously, I'm gonna default to my love of RPGs. But why aren't we getting like you know, Legend of Dragoon on your phone or? Parasite Eve, Dino Crisis, th- those sorts of games.
1: I feel like I don't know if it comes down to the companies that make these games where they want to hold on to that exclusivity and and only have it come out or be released on like one specific console, you know, rather than making it accessible to everyone on like a phone.
3: Yeah, I understand what you're saying, but for what purpose just in the, you know, in the case of most of the games I mentioned, that one exclusive console you're talking about is 20 years old at this point
1: right you
2: know well but to the same point like i think nintendo sells a lot of the games that we were talking about from the nintendo side on the nintendo eStore currently yeah they do that's true you can probably get legend of dragoon on like a playstation store deal thing playstation 3 can you not access that through like ps now or something like that no no really pretty sure you can't that is messed up and they should fix that
3: <laughs> I remember we talked about it, but that's why there was such an uproar about them shutting down the PlayStation 3 store. Because a lot of those classics are not available to you on the PS4
2: and I'm sure the PS5. They'll find a way to sell it to you again. I guarantee. I I have... I think I spoke about this on that episode, but I have the Ark the Lad collection on my PS3. And that's another game that would translate amazingly to mobile uh, or to... You know any sort of port system. You know, it's another kind of tactical turn-based RPG kind of thing. I think a lot of the turn basedness of those sort of games translates super well. I mean, how awesome would a cell phone port of like Pokemon games be? Yeah. Right. Hey, everyone loves Pokemon Go, but like throw Fire Red on there. I mean, it's no different than it used to be having it on a Game Boy, except that everyone has a phone instead of a Game Boy now.
0: And I think that it would even. So, like, people that are like, oh, I could play a Pokemon game for six bucks or whatever would probably then be like, oh, I want to go play Pokemon Snap. Oh, I want to go play, you know, Pokemon Sword. Oh, I want Pokemon Shield. Yeah. Especially, like, if you kept the graphics, again, pretty, like, you don't remaster it. You just keep it how it was. And this is the game. And now it's available for you. A little bit of income. Hopefully, I again, I'm not a developer and I'm definitely not anyone that knows about porting. But if it didn't take that much, you know, manpower to do, you probably would at least break even or... You may even take a small loss, but think about what comes out after it. All the various games that are coming that would only then be exclusive to the Switch or something like that.
2: And Pokemon's uh, a brand that frequently does remake their games. I think they are actually doing the next sort of like generation upscale for, I think, the Diamond and Pearl set of games right now. but they do a good job with that. And they wouldn't even need to do that to do cell phone ports. Uh, I I think they could just use whatever the latest generation of whatever it is on there and people would eat that up. And, you know, there's a lot of opportunity there too for the way that that sort of game encourages communication with others, trading, battles, stuff like that. I I think it would be fantastic. And there's actually one Pokemon game when they did the re-release of the Gold and Silver editions. That particular cartridge which is a ds based cartridge is pretty hard to find i happen to have one of each but i'm even not convinced of the authenticity of either of them i got one used at a GameStop. i haven't tried it yet and the other one i bought at a convention sold as being used in box with all the things but when i played it it crashed out at a certain point and i wasn't really able to get any further Hmm. uh so it would be really nice to circumvent the rarity of that game because I don't think that's been ported beyond that either, and make it accessible to the masses again because it's still a really great game. Let everyone enjoy it. That's that's all I'm saying.
0: Yeah, I don't. I just don't get it. Like the games, the rarity of a game like you know, that doesn't help Nintendo in any way. They're like just be like, oh, the no. original Mario or whatever is. Super rare now, and it costs, you know, $100,000 to buy. It doesn't help Nintendo. It's, an you know, a used market. Right. Why not just release the game? Because people would probably pay for it to try it out, especially, again, if it didn't cost anything.
2: A collector's item will always be a collector's item.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's not the same concept. But I did want to bring up one because... Uh, we have all played, well, not, okay, Megan, you have not played. (laughs) Gentlemen, we have all played, but did any of you ever actually play or at least see StarCraft 64? Yes.
3: Oh my God. That was my first experience with StarCraft, dude.
0: (laughs) That's right. That's what I thought. So you remember better than me.
3: Not my first, but definitely my worst. I went and played that at a friend's house and I had no idea what I was doing. The game is so dark. Like, I don't know why, mm-hmm. but it's like someone turned the brightness slider all the way down. It's slow as hell. Yep. Like it's, it's so slow. And then I remember I built two vultures and promptly died to a Zergling rush. And then I didn't play Starcraft again for like a year and a half until someone's like, Oh, you know, that game's on PC. Right. And I was like,
0: Oh, that sounds good. I'll try that. <laughs> what, what's funny about that port. And like, here's a great way to summarize that game. That was the age of people not knowing what RTS games were, right? So that like they were like, oh, let's just put it on a console and see how it does. And it's like, no, it doesn't work
3: there. It doesn't translate <laughs> at all. It was so bad.
0: StarCraft is the is the game of like broken mechanics all across the entire game. Everything is broken in one way or another, and people have made it work. But um yeah, I think that you know, we saw to my knowledge, no, like we may have seen no like straight RTS game like that. We may have seen, you know, your World in Conflict, your Command and Conquer, maybe those kind of games where your Company of Heroes, where you might be controlling one or two units or like five to 10 units maybe, because it's a little bit easier to do, but nothing like mass unit based games would ever occur again on a console. At least now, maybe now they would if you could like plug in a keyboard and mouse and kind of, you know, build that thing.
2: Well, because even beyond the you know inability to spawn the units it was so clunky to control yeah. like you trying to use a joystick to get around all of your stuff and not oh. be, really being able to use a minimap was terrible
0: it's
2: a bad design.
0: I feel like I need to go onto YouTube and watch like a playthrough of someone playing 64.
2: I think our Toast has tried playing it.
0: Oh, he did? Oh, God. I gotta... You
3: might be able to find that. Yeah, I'll
0: have to find it because, yeah, I don't remember. I, I don't I don't know if I ever played it or not. I think I've seen videos of it. I'm not sure, though.
3: I think there was like an exclusive mission in the game that had like oh, that cool. lore implications, but I, I really don't remember. I just remember playing it getting angry which of course is the quintessential starcraft experience and then rediscovering it years later and playing only fastest map until i met you guys in college and actually became like not
0: not terrible not newbie you newbie garbage at the game (laughs) yeah
3: i mean i was like a d player i wasn't d minus all right
0: but yeah i just i know that one was a a uh, port gone very wrong, but also just because of inexperience of the genre of game. I think now we're in a point where we don't have a lot of new genres coming out of games, really. So, like most of the no. games we're seeing have been tried before, and you know, you would know if it would work on a. A phone or you know a console or the computer if it's not there yet it's
2: interesting because there definitely is a group of games that will work on a phone or a mobile device Mm -hmm. versus what will work you know on a console and then somewhere or a pc and and somewhere in between like you know i'm thinking about how i would really love to get like all the samurai warriors and dynasty warriors games and stuff like that on pc Mm -hmm. and i think you could make that work and it would be fine but there's no way you could do that on a phone. Like, it, it would be yeah. such a pain in the butt to try and make that work. But, you know, there's other games from that same group, and I've talked before about my love of Romance of the Three Kingdoms, which is basically Crusader Kings, but in China. I would love to get that on a phone. It's very turn-based. It works great, you know? Mm-hmm. And I actually thought of another title, Pento, that I think you'll agree with me on. Audio Surf. Why not on phone? Why not on phone?
3: <laughs> uh, I think... See, the big problem I have with Audio Surf now is that I primarily use Spotify as my music service, and most of don't I don't have very much music on my computer anymore. I used to have just such a gigantic library, like 200 gigs worth of music that I could access to play Audio Surf on, and now I have not that. So I feel like that would be a limiting factor. Maybe not so much anymore, considering how much memory phones have yeah but you'd have to gain access to that music somehow
2: you know what i mean again maybe it takes an extra step but i i feel like maybe the makers of such a game or such a port could work with a service like spotify to make everything accessible
3: i wish i wish they would god i wish they would because <laughs> my my audio surf playtime has gone down drastically since i primarily switched to being
2: a spotify user i i haven't touched it in a while just because i do most of my listening in the background now but uh fun fact i just checked on how much how much music does tom have (laughs) tom has it gave me the wrong thing again i'm i'm ruining this bit right now Okay, uh, it's popping up, it's populating, it's spinning. 79.2 gigabytes of music.
3: I thought you were going to tell me what songs you still had the high score on in audio Surf. That's oh. really what I thought you <laughs> were going to do. It
2: would be very obscure. Like, no one would have any idea what I'm talking about. Tom is the champion of all Orb songs on AudioServe. <laughs> <surf. laughs> more, more likely than not. Though someone did make a, a Clone Hero Orb song. I have played it. There you go. Uh,
3: another genre of game that I think would do well with ports on... Onto phones specifically, but, like, anywhere else. A lot of these, like, building simulation games, like City Skylines or a Roller Coaster Tycoon, I feel like maybe the screen's a little too small, but I feel like these games could translate well onto a more mobile device. I
0: would say yes at some point, though. So I know... So I'm going to add in Civilization, because that's one I know is on the Switch, and a lot of people hate it because it does not work after like turn six it just it slows down it can't handle
2: it right it's all processor in that game
0: i would be worried that a phone that game that's not optimized and something like city skylines that still slows down certain people's computers that have like a little bit older machines would be really difficult if they made a I'll call it City Skylines Mini, where, like, you only have a smaller or light, or light you know, and made it really cheap so people could get it. Town Skylines. Be like Simtown. You guys ever play Simtown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something, something like that I think might work better if they set the expectation. But I don't disagree with you that those kind of games would actually be really good because, like, I actually, like you said, Penta, you haven't been here for three weeks. I actually have been playing City Skylines. I didn't mention it earlier because... I was thinking of Ace Combat Seven so much,
3: and also we don't need to hear you mention a poop volcano for the fourth time in the month. <laughs>
1: yes, we do.
2: Talk about it.
0: At some point, there is going to be a poop feast, and I am very excited.
1: That's the wrong word. Will there be
0: four twenty? There, it will not be on four twenty. That's really far from now. But I have a, I have a pretty big city where there's going to be a poop volcano, and I'm very excited for it. <laughs> anyway, no, I, I think those games would work pretty well if the, if the phones can keep up with it. Um, I don't know if it's been ported anywhere else, actually, offhand or not.
3: I mean, even in even in that sense, like, you could still do the older games, like a, a Roller Coaster Tycoon Classic. Yeah, SimCity 2000. Yeah, like, the, the, those sorts of older games in that same sense, I think.
0: Absolutely, that would be a rush. I actually completely agree with you. Those would be, I think, very good on there. Um, because you could just, like imagine like you click a road and then you just drag and you build the road you know yeah
3: like I I don't know about you guys but like my phone has a stylus and like you can I, I feel like that would actually work really well for like building things mm-hmm. like that in these
0: sorts of games yeah I, I don't I could use a one but I, mine didn't come with one but yeah I agree with you those would actually work very well
2: I, I do have the ability to purchase a two dollar uh, stylus with a little piece of rubber on the end of it <laughs> and if it were for my gaming I would do it <laughs>
1: Before I got a PC, I always wished a lot of the, like, open-world survival games were put on consoles. But, like, I understand why they weren't, especially something like Ark. I bought it on sale for, like, a Black Friday on the Xbox uh, One, and it just could not run the game. It would just stutter and freeze, and it, it was just a terrible experience. I mean, now over the years we're starting to see more, like, you have Subnautica, The Long Dark. Um, I think Green Hell was like recently. Daisy. Daisy. Yeah. (laughs) I forgot about that one. (laughs) Green Hell was just put out, which like is, it makes me think of the forest a little bit. But now that I have a PC, it's just kind of like, eh, why bother? But for those that don't, like, I, I think it's a Cool idea.
2: I would rather everything be available for PC. Like if it's out yeah. on a console, I want to be able to play it on my PC. I understand why it's not. I understand that you know we've talked a lot about exclusivity on the podcast and and what drives console sales, and I feel like that's the answer. Right. You know those koei games I just talked about. Man, I just want to play them on my PC. I was really stoked that I could find a port of Valkyria Chronicles and play it on my PC. And guess what? Being able to aim with the mouse has been fantastic. So. Yeah, I mean, just having that option makes a world of difference. But at the same time, I, I feel like it doesn't always work to port a PC game to a console. No. So for example, you talked about those open world games, Megan, and the one that came to my mind was the Final Fantasy XIV experience, which is their MMO, on the PS3. And my wife and I played that at one point in time because she had a friend who was into it. And it just felt weird When you're playing a game that normally has about 40 hotkeys that you have to be able to Mm -hmm. hit in a decent clip, trying to map them all to strange combinations of L1 plus D-pad doesn't really work out so well. (laughs) You also lack the ability to communicate, which is really big in those games. Yeah. Like Fallout's kind of like that too. Fallout 76.
1: They do have like a a chat feature though, like a voice chat uh, function that's built into it, which I, I think is a great feature for a game like that because like i agree with you something like final fantasy it's all text-based for the most part as far as in-game communication and you can't you can't do that efficiently on a console
2: i don't know how you are though i'm i'm such a, a pleb i do not like to do voice chat uh, with strangers in <laughs> no, video games no I-,
1: I have it off at all times
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to share my favorite experience very quickly about voice chat which is I was playing Madden online uh, against what sounded like an eight-year-old who was not very happy at the fact that I kicked a last-minute field goal to beat him and he proceeded to cry to his dad who had to console him and be like nobody you gotta take it it's okay it happens <laughs> losing in the game happens
1: oh.
2: and I just laughed I just laughed at him because guess what you you came on you left your head you left your headset on and then cried about losing in a madden game I'm not gonna not make fun of you just because you're eight years old get good scrub
1: at least his dad didn't yell at you yeah
2: well if his dad yelled at me I would have laughed even harder. But...
3: <laughs> What did you say to Marcel? You know my favorite uh voice chat experience. Uh
0: yes, when we played Daisy with a young kid that we didn't really know was a super young kid, and then he got called for his bedtime and wanted to play with us for a few more minutes, and it was it was weird because we were twenty-four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that guy can probably drink now.
3: <laughs> oh god, no. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
2: i had a friend in daisy who started shooting at me because he thought i shot at him and he said i thought you were friendly and that was always fun
0: <laughs> oh my god voice chat could be a fun topic too just go through funny voice chat stories <laughs> um is there any other ports guys though i think we've kind of you know beat it uh to death that it sounds like obviously we would all love to have them on everything but um seems like actually a lot of us wanted things on our phones which i found interesting.
2: Convenience.
0: Okay, with that, I'm going to wrap us up. So thank you all again for engaging in my topic today. People listening, thanks. Leave comments. Let us know if you liked this one or other ones. Uh, Check us out on Twitter at JoypadPod, Facebook at JoypadPod, YouTube at Joypad. If you're not watching it there already, uh, subscribe there if we'd appreciate it. Uh, We also have a new website, which I believe is joypadpod.com. I want to start you plugging it. that it does redirect i think back to I'm
3: our... i'm i'm working on stuff for it i promise it's my free time's limited right now um
0: Woo-hoo! not the site though at this point just the just what you want to put on it yeah
3: just content
0: it just redirects right now to i think our anchor fm page for our podcast or something but that's cool and we also are on instagram at pad pod though i don't know the last time we posted there either i think i didn't miss anything
1: Um, I'm still waiting for those uh, get us rich ideas. Uh, So remember, uh, send those to our inbox.
0: Send us games too. Not you, Dave. You already sent us games. Thank you as well, because I did not (laughs) thank you earlier. But uh, yeah, so I think that's everything, guys. Um, So Tom, you can send us off.
2: Port us into your lives and port joy into your hearts. Stay joyful. Bye. 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 Farewell.